Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Gerald. That's Flex. That's Espo. And uh, Chelsea might make an appearance. If you know, you know. It's been a spicy Tuesday over <laughs> here. How are you guys doing? I was good till Chelsea came rolling through the office. But other than that, I'm great. <laughs> it's glad to know you think this is a retirement home and you're carrying uh, Flex and my ass around here. <laughs> right. You don't even yeah. show up on Monday. I got to host a show. Well, I mean. I feel like 50 Cent right now. Like I just took nine shots. <laughs> I, I don't think that reference is helping us. All right. <laughs> I just He's cackling. But that, <laughs> we cackling. gonna make an LL Cool J reference next. Yo, 50 <laughs> Cent. Yo, 50 Cent is not. If he's still relevant. Oh no, 50 <laughs> Cent ain't relevant. I met him at a Suns game, hawking vodka. That's not right. relevant anymore. Relevant? I wasn't no. even the one who threw any shade. Now oh, you guys are throwing man. shade at each other. Wasn't 50 Cent playing at like halftime shows recently? No, man. 50. He did it at a Suns. He did a Suns game, and he, oh, when they man. opened that yeah, effing vodka, still, lounge. vodka lounge, yeah, man, I still bump and stupid. That I was ten years ago. I still, <laughs> I still bump fifty in my car. Like, oh man, y'all are killing I got, me. I got, I got pictures. Helping you. I, no, I, got, I am, man. I'm an East Coast guy. Fifty Cent, man. Come on, which I come on. Man. Okay, <laughs> fifty hasn't been popular, and how? I mean, I have photos from when I was at the Suns of him in the locker room with those uh, with those really shitty teams and Sarver. Yes. That's how how long he hasn't been relevant, my friend. Ah, that's <laughs> God, I try to defend us, and you come in came with, in with that. the old man. stuff. That's right. Man. I didn't even say a single thing. He, he just started talking about Motown and. And they, uh, <laughs> now we're gonna talk about sexy red. Oh. <laughs> hey, come on, man. All right, well, all right, welcome in everybody. We're happy to have you here with us for all of the shenanigans, but we will talk <laughs> some legitimate things and some basketball in this program. Uh, first and foremost, we do have to start with injury updates. Mm-hmm. We got word today that. Devin Booker is out for tomorrow's game, and Bradley Beal is questionable. This came from Dwayne Rankin, who was uh, with the team at practice. Uh, Frank Vogel also had some additional things to say about it, and here's what he had to say. Uh, Yeah, he's going to be questionable for tomorrow. Got some good work in yesterday. Got some live work in today. Uh, You know, it looks good. We just got to make sure we see how he feels um, from the work today, see how he responds to it, his body responds to it. but he'll be listed as questionable for tomorrow. Did he get a full practice in or today? Yep. Or, okay. Yep. Okay. Um, how how nice is that? That you know, it's been a awesome. minute since he. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to see him uh, doing his thing in his son's uniform, and you know, soon uh, fans will get a chance to see that as well. Curious with Devin, what what did he do today? Uh, nothing. Okay. Yeah, just some light shooting at the end of practice. Uh, he'll be out tomorrow. Okay. Curious when you're <clears throat> just looking at a guy that a wants to play. It's always itching to play, but then you got to explain to him that this is a marathon, not a sprint. How 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 are those conversations with him? Just like you said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And um, you know he's got a good feel. Like he wants to be in there, but 
you know, you can you can tell when something's not quite right and it's not going to, you know, do something that's going to compromise, you know, a bigger chunk of games, you know, to just play in one. Can I just say, mm. I love when Dwayne is curious. He's curious a lot. That usually means that uh, Frank Vogel is going to give him a sarcastic response to start. <laughs> I'm done. Man. Yeah, but <laughs> it's the curiosity that makes you a very good journalist. It right, is. Gerald? You have to have a natural curiosity. Mm-hmm. I, I love Dwayne. I'm just I know. I'm Dwayne just giving a you time. a hard time now, too. <laughs> Flex, sorry. I, I interrupted. No, you. no. Y'all ain't friend. interrupt none. The, the GM of the company's over here interrupting stuff, man. Like, <laughs> 50 cent, bro. Come on. So, man, come on, bro. I, I know you got Get Rich or Die trying in the car right he now. Totally yeah, does. he's got, he's I got know it on he a does. cassette tape. I know <laughs> he does. Stop, man. Come on, man. All right, let, All right, we got any updates back there. Let's get, no, so listen, we talked we talked last week, right? Brad Beal's on pace. Look at I I can't I can't do this. I can't this is a hostile work environment right now. I literally you know? have not the, said a single thing to gym, any of you guys. Uh, I done got shot nine times for the show. From 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 Chelsea is it Chelsea? Yeah, it's yeah, Chelsea. It's Chelsea. Chelsea. The GM a been killing me all morning, sending me to the wrong places, and um and deep now breath. yeah, deep breath. deep breath. So listen, Brad Bill, Brad Bill's doing great. That was great reporting by Dwayne. We talked about it last week. This was the target date. This was probably subliminally the target date all along for both of them, mm-hmm. right? Um, Book was able to get back on the court. Unfortunately, he's has a very mild strain calf. When I say mild, it, it's mild. It's not much for people to worry about, but they're going to be very cautious. I will. I can say this about Book. Um, I do think he'll miss the Chicago game, the Laker game, and the Sunday, Sunday's game at OKC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those three games, you can pretty much chalk it up. He's going to be out. Um, and then I think we uh, graduate to the next phase, which is going to be more like day-to-day. And so uh, we're at a week right now. We'll get through the rest of this week, and I think Book will be back sometime early next week, maybe around, you know, that takeover game. So if you ain't get your takeover tickets, go get them. Perfect segue. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) this might be the debut of the big three. I don't want to miss that, so come chill with us. I mean, wouldn't that be the greatest thing ever to have the debut of the big three be our takeover game? I mean, the timeline's kind of like... We put it together. It's kind of... It's coming together really perfectly, yeah. right? Yeah. You can get your tickets at gophnx.com. By the way, it's for November 15th when we take on the Timberwolves. And a ticket also includes a ticket to the game as well as food and beverage at the Desmond pregame. Yes. So again, yeah. gophnx.com. And even if it's not the day that the big three are all back on the court together, like Minnesota's a good team. Yeah, four and two. Edwards, yeah. They have one of the best defenses in the league. They just went toe-to-toe with... Jason Tatum and the Celtics in overtime the other night. So yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Rudy Gay will touch uh, your microphone after the game for you. Rudy Gobert? Or Gobert. Yeah. 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 Rudy, Rudy, he's showing his age now. Not. Rudy Gay's at the retirement home with Flex and I. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about Beal? What are you hearing on the Beal, Beal's, Beal's looking good. I mean, I'm very optimistic about him playing tomorrow. I am. Um, again, with, with bad backs, we're, and we're not. I don't want to say bad backs. I don't want to scare people. But with mm. any back injury, right? Um, it's really a day-to-day thing. You want him to get up tomorrow after what he did today and feel good. And if that happens, I think Bill makes his return tomorrow. Um, and then, like I said, book's right around the corner. Mm. And so we, we should be excited. Uh, we should be excited that things are moving in the right direction. 
and that the Devin Booker uh, news that we got this weekend is not anything that people should be fearful of. I know I've gotten a lot of DMs, a lot of texts. How bad is it? How bad is it? Um, it's not bad at all. They're just going to be very cautious and uh, and do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. And the, the only thing I'll add to that is when we were asking Frank Vogel about Beal's back initially, because there were those two practices leading up to the season opener, and he was talking about we have to see how he responds to the work. Those situations, he didn't practice fully. They didn't have like true right. practices at that point, and the back didn't respond well. At this point, he is practicing fully, as Vogel said. So that tells us he's progressing. He's mm -hmm. moving. He's getting a lot closer. So hopefully it is tomorrow. But if it's not, like Friday is the day, and I, I think he'll be back by the end of the week. So this is this is encouraging stuff because, honestly, if you look at their schedule for the rest of the week, they're up against a Chicago team that has not been very good this yeah. season. Uh, and then they got the Lakers, who I think are three and four yeah, with their, their two guys healthy. Yeah. And Anthony Davis just tweaked his groin, I think. Yeah. So these are both winnable games if you have even just two of the big three available. Yeah. And like you said, Gerald, like Bradley Beal being because what did they call it on Saturday before the game? Like a, an intense practice, mm -hmm. something yeah. along those lines that Bradley Beal went through to see how his body would react like. Mm -hmm. We're seeing progress. We're, we're putting the pieces of the puzzle together from all the things that we know, mm -hmm. plus the things that are being said out loud, that the progress is being made. So it's just a matter of time at this point, right. which will be a huge positive for us. And also just a lot more enjoyable from a viewing perspective, right? Like we've been clamoring to see this big three. We're getting closer and closer by the day. Um, but I thought it was interesting, too, when Frank Vogel was kind of tiptoeing around you know how do you protect a player from himself when they have <laughs> such, a, uh, such a drive <laughs> to be out there on the court playing basketball every night uh so he gets it's a delicate situation just like we talked about this weekend like there's a give and take it's it's tough because you have a superstar that you have to balance that but then you also have a medical staff who's bringing you different things to the table and so it's a delicate dance, if you will. I love Frank's wink, wink. I know what's going on here. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know I know, but I'm not going to say anything. It's going right. to cause any waves. So. Yes. And you made a point this weekend, Lynn, about all, everyone agreeing to kind of let things chill out a little bit. Yeah, we all made a pact in case we you all, missed it. We all You're made in a on pact. it. That's right. <laughs> I and, speak for all of us. <laughs> right. And so and so I say that to say, I, you know, Beal's progressing. Now, if we come here tomorrow mm -hmm. and Brad Beal's out. Then we'll I, see Brad Beal on Friday. That's hopefully. it. Relax. Exactly what Gerald is doing right there. Just yeah. chill okay. out. It'll be because right. the same, you know, the same argument about, hey, Book kind of forced his way back a little earlier. Mm -hmm. And then you see what happens. Mm -hmm. We don't want these guys to come back because of a narrative or because they feel bad about something. No one feels worse than Brad Beal right now. Yeah. He yeah. just got here and that guy wants to play. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't want anyone to feel like they need to come back because of narratives. Let them get right and then we'll have a very, uh, very fun season to look forward to. That's yeah. why the load management thing kills me because you know these guys, A, want to be out there. Yeah. B, like they hear all this shit that's being said about, yeah. oh, they can't stay healthy and, oh, they're never going to play Brooklyn Nets 2.0, all this shit. And if anything, they need to be protected from themselves that's from right. not going out there too early. So. Hopefully they're right. going to continue to hopefully book learn from the last two times yeah. he's done this and takes it easy coming back. Yeah. I know we briefly touched on this and I, I know it's not really on the rundown. Sorry, Lindsay, but the whole, the whole, uh, you know, 65 games, uh, all these things, I think 
the money being tied uh, to how many all NBAs you make. And for some of these guys, that part doesn't matter, but the award stuff, mm-hmm. I think it, it adds this weird incentive to try to push yourself back faster, which I don't think the owners did any, did themselves any favors with this rule because, uh, you know, they created the monster by, you know, letting load management happen. The players got comfortable with that idea. And now they're trying to put the genie back in the bottle where it may force some guys into a situation where they don't really want to be considering, should I come back now? Because I'm about to hit that threshold and I want a shot at MVP because that means something to my legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's fair to the players. I have a feeling it's going to change after this season because, listen, it's, it's inevitable that some of the top guys in this league are going to miss that mark. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be an egregious error that they are not a part of these awards and these yeah. all NBA mm-hmm. teams and everyone's going to be ripping the NBA for it. There's going to be a little bit of movement there as far as how many games you're allowed to miss Yeah, because everyone's going to just have an issue with it when it inevitably happens. Well, I've been saying this from the t- the day they announced it, like 65 games was too high. You only get to high. miss 17 games for the whole season. And if you look at just the list of the last couple of years of guys who made even all NBA teams, like there would have been guys who had tremendous seasons who were defining players in that season who wouldn't have qualified based right. on those parameters. Like 60, that makes sense to me. Somewhere around the 60 mark range. 65 is too high, um, but 55 to 60 is what it should come down to. Yeah. I uh, mean, we... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, at some point, just do away with it. Like, look, if a guy plays well enough in 50 games that he has a season that you can't deny he should be MVP. Yeah. I'm sorry. The fact that he didn't reach some arbitrary number mm-hmm. shouldn't some guy averages 40 and 10 in 50 games. And you're going to tell me he doesn't deserve. And I know that's a big hypothetical, yeah. but uh, you know, that's to me, that's why it's ridiculous. Yeah. No, we talked about it off the show. If you ask most people who the best players in basketball is Giannis and Joker, mm-hmm. right? What happens if a guy like Giannis and Joker, and I blessed him, I don't want, we don't wish any injuries, but what happens if a guy like Giannis and Joker, day one, opening night, gets an injury, uh, an ankle or a hamstring, mm-hmm. nothing season ending, but they got to miss 15 <laughs> games to start the year. Mm-hmm. They're done? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're telling me that the two best play, one of the best players is done? Yeah. That's it? He can't qualify for anything? Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. I'm telling y'all, if they keep this in place, that's going to happen. It's going to be bad for the league. Because you want the best players to be recognized. And so I think this summer they'll sit back and, and they'll adjust that tremendously. Well, and I also think, like, I don't know, it kind of opened the door for a lot more conversation around load management and rest. Like, literally game two of the season, that was the the narrative everywhere. It was like, oh, well, is the NBA going to trigger an investigation for the Suns now? And it's like, bro, the investigation is for rest or load management, not for injuries. Yeah. Like, and I guess you could ask the question, are these legitimate injuries? And they're allowed to do that based on what they've determined with these rules. But it's like, you really think people are load managing game two of no. the season? And now right. it's just, I don't know. It just kind of has put a little bit of a bad taste, I feel like, as far as the way that the NBA has talked about. They did yeah. that to themselves almost. They kind of kicked themselves right. by like creating this thing that now people are talking about and it's becoming very negative around the league as a whole when in reality, who's actually load managing? Maybe a handful of players. Right. And like not realistically that many are load managed, like legitimately load managing that often. 
punish the franchise, don't punish the players because the, the, this load management started with the teams. So a punitive in terms of draft picks, if you catch a team load managing, those kind of things, uh, that's where it needs to go. Yeah. So, sorry to get on a soapbox, but for me, I, we all know how driven Devin Booker is. And so you you see a guy want to push to get back because that may be in the back of their head. And I just don't think that's that's fair to the player because, I, you know, of course they want to be in the MVP conversation. It means something to these guys. You, you, know, what, you know what bugs me out too is, you know, the number 65, right? Joel Embiid was the MVP last year. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to take a guess how many games he played? 66. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it almost feels like they looked at that and it was like, okay, you know what? Sure, let's That's, do it there. Yeah, let's, let's just put it there. Right. Um, but that tells you that we had an MVP that played 66 games last year. You're talking one game and Joel's disqualified, mm-hmm. right? Best playing basketball last year. I don't, I don't like it. You know who I blame? The Nuggets, because you know they wanted Jokic, and they went, if we can get Embiid disqualified and maybe Giannis because of injury, Jokic can get it again. <laughs> Damn you, Nuggets! Damn you! Every year. Tinfoil uh, hat coming yeah. in strong. I like Brian's tinfoil hat, though. Brian said the NBA, uh, uh, the things the NBA scriptwriters have to come up with just to get Tatum an MVP, LOL. Yeah. Look at all these great tinfoil hats here on a Tuesday afternoon. Hey, can I show one thing before we move on? Okay. Eric, do you have that ready? Look at that. That is hey. me in the same row as freaking 50 Cent. <laughs> that was like 12 years ago. And yeah. I'm like, that's me right there typing on a computer. Three people down 50 Cent. Don't act like you, you had know, to go there, man. Don't act like you know the man. You had to go if there. If he's cool, I'm cool too. That's all I wanted hey, to say. Hey, Rubes, I see what you're doing over there, buddy. That's that's tough. Tough. I see <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah, okay. I, you hate yeah. to see it. That's okay. That's a good um, one. But listen, I have a really good thing that will turn this all the way around. What's that? $200 in bonuses. You Ooh. can get your hands on $200 in bonuses when you open a free checking account online at Desert Financial Credit Union. Yay! We have a new partner, Woo! everybody! Welcome <laughs> Welcoming into the program, Desert Financial Credit Union. For more than 84 years, they have been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions to make lives better. And right now, when you open a free checking account online, you can get 200 in bonuses. So get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Also, with the holidays just around the corner, you might be like, how do I maybe keep eating a little bit better without Mm -hmm. fully giving up the greatness that comes with Thanksgiving, Christmas and the holiday food? Well, Hero Bread has got your back, Hell, you guys. Make your Hero stuffing bread. with that stuff. You, oh, that's actually a great idea. There you go. They make mm. sliced bread, buns, tortillas, and they are all available on Hero.co or on Amazon. And they've got low-carb options. They've got different um, – they've got like high-protein type stuff going on. Uh, super great options for you no matter what kind of dietary needs or restrictions you're sort of looking for. And right now, Hero Bread is offering listeners 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co and use the code PHNX to save on Hero Bread today. That is Hero.co and you save 10% today with that code PHNX. Flex, you know what's great about that? 
Uh, he's got the right kind of fiber to keep you regular at your age. So damn, man, <laughs> yo, man, I'm telling y'all, man. Like when you started this, you I, know, <laughs> I still have not said a single thing on this program. That's I have crazy. not said a Y'all single just thing shots, <laughs> Next thing they're going to be start you call me Stevie Wonder. So like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I see what y'all doing here. Y'all just taking uh, another, shots. Another real topical. <laughs> y'all just taking, yeah, take all y'all shots. Hey, is somebody in the chat telling me the best retirement home in Arizona because I'm looking. I'm, I'm almost there. I need a nice little place. It's got to oh, have a pool. You can come live at mine. We, okay. we got nice spots. Yeah, it's brutal, man. All right, so over <laughs> at gophnext.com, Gerald wrote a fantastic article called Seven Stats or Less, Which Sun's Early Season Trends Are Real and Which Ones Are Fluke? So we're not going to go through all of them on this program, but we are going to go through a couple of them. So if after this conversation you'd like to dive even deeper into this and get more insight, that article, again, is at gophnext.com. It was really well written, Gerald. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. <laughs> Make sure you guys go read it. We're going to start off talking about Yusuf Nurkic and him mm. shooting 50% at the rim. Gerald? Yeah, so this one is a tough one because Nurkic, and we've been talking about this since the DA trade, he is not the finisher that DA is. DA was around like 77 or 76% at the rim last year. Nurkic was at like 63. And he's never been a great finisher at the rim, but he's got to be better than 50% because that's really, really bad for a big man. And I think part of it for me is as much as we talk about, you know, Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, Jordan Goodwin, all these guys that are going to benefit from the big three being whole, I think Nurk is going to benefit as much as anybody because he is not meant to be playing with just Kevin Durant and a couple of good but not great guards. If you put him with those two superstars and KD, a lot of the stuff that he does stands out and as a result those roles that he has to the basket we saw it in the two games where KD and book both played his quality of looks around the rim are wide open they're a lot better than what we've seen in the handful of games where it's just been KD out there now Nurk is never going to be a great finisher at the rim but he can be better than the 50 percent that we're seeing so far um, but I am curious your guys' thoughts in terms of what you've seen from Nurk's finishing so far yeah well we had talked about this a little bit on the post game the other day uh, to your point, I think it's the gra- without the gravity of the big three out there. Mm. You know, I love Grayson, I love Eric uh, Gordon, but those guys aren't dry, drawing double teams. Those guys aren't drawing guys out of the lane. Uh, so it makes it much more difficult, and and it kind of devalues the passing that Nurk has too, because mm-hmm. uh, you know that part of it, that gravity is going to find guys too on that. So like you said, I think it gets a lot easier when he's part of a, of a group that he's supposed to be part of. And we heard in his post game comments uh, from the locker room the other day, I believe it was Dwayne that, that got him, uh, you know, where you could tell Nurk's just like, what do you want me to do? I'm just, we're trying to make the best of the current situation Mm -hmm. we're in. And, and I think that's a fair way to look at it. You know what? Nurk was brought here to be the guy that kind of is the glue guy Mm -hmm. for the big three. He wasn't brought here to be the second guy you hone in on. Right. And, and if you're being honest and you go out there with the lineup, we got is KD. And then you kind of want to focus on Nurk. And then anything else kind of so he's getting the attention that a second guy would get when he should be getting the attention of a fifth guy. 
Yeah. Right? And right. so that makes a tr- dramatic difference in the game of basketball. 50% is not ideal. No. Right? It's not, yeah. it's not <laughs> ideal. Um, I think he's going to live somewhere around where you talked about that 60% range. That's probably where he'll live. Um, but I think you're going to see a tremendous uptick in what he brings to the table when the big three comes back. I know we don't like to talk about preseason, but I mentioned it the other day. The Nurk you saw in that Portland game in the preseason, we almost got a triple-double at the half. Mm-hmm. That's the Nurk that you're probably going to see a lot more of once the big three comes back. But until they're back um, and he's getting the attention of a second guy, it's not going to look good. And then the last thing is the sample size, Gerald. Mm-hmm. Like he can easily go five for five tomorrow. Boost that and number. that boost is up, <laughs> you know, significantly. So it's really too early to get into that, but I think he'll be fine. I think we got so used to looking at the center position as supposed to be, you know, also this this dynamic score, all these things that we expected for five years. But part of this is you did accept in this trade that you took a, a step down in terms of uh, of talent for fit without without the guys that he's supposed to fit with, mm. that talent isn't enough to necessarily carry you the way that you wanted. I'm more concerned on the defensive end than I am on the offensive end. Yeah. With Nurk, things will pan out once they get the guys together. Right, and, and I went through and looked at his 28 shots at the rim, just went back through the film, and there's a big difference between the games where those two were out there versus when it was just KD in terms of like he's seeing more attention, there are more trees in the paint. Yeah. And because he's at an athletic disadvantage when he's in those situations, he kind of rushes it. Yeah. Um, and when he's, you know, got an open lane to the basket, you don't have to rush those things and he's That's able right. to concentrate and finish. He's had a couple of decent finishes, but my biggest thing is like when he knows that he's at that disadvantage, <laughs> he'll try and hit the big with a pump fake and then put his shoulder into him and throw up a hook shot. He's three for nine on hook shots so far this season. <laughs> DA was an automatic weapon as a hook shot, even last year when he kind of regressed. Like, Nurk is not that guy looking through his career numbers, so it's something to keep an eye on. He will hopefully get better looks than the ones he's had to take where he's having to pump fake. The guy doesn't go for it. He sticks his shoulder in and throws up a hook yeah. trying to draw contact. Hopefully those shots won't be as often or as frequent as what we've seen. So a couple of things uh, from the chat. Go to Tech Review said Nurk is trying too hard to do more than is expected role. Uh, once that settles, he'll be fine. And I think a lot of that settles when the big three is out there playing with him. Triple B said, quote, the fit for Nurk will happen when Book and Beal get back. Yeah. And then uh, Tashi said, I'm not giving my opinion on Nurk until everyone on the court or everyone is on the court. Mm-hmm. And I just think that we, like, I brought it up over the weekend, too. If we're going to extend a little bit of grace to some of the guys who are playing out of position, we should extend it to guys like Nurk as well who are playing without the guys they should be playing next to mm-hmm. who make life a lot easier. Like, I think we all knew we weren't going to get, you know, the most athletic, the most dominant big in the world when Nurk came to the Suns, but we under, he understood his role. We all kind of understood what his role was with the guys who he is supposed to be playing with. Things are going to look a little bit better. He's going to he's gonna be better, and it, when he does make a mistake, it's not going to be as egregious. Yeah, look, they wanted Walmart, Walmart Jokic, and when you look at the passing, they've gotten some of that. That's what they were looking for offensively. Needs to be better at the rim. Needs to grab some more boards. But I think 10... 15, 20 games in, that will even out. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. One of the next things we're going to look at are how many points the Suns are giving up in the paint. So this year, so far, 56 points in the paint per game. 29th in the NBA. The only team to trail the Suns are the Indiana Pacers. Womp womp. This one, I think, could be a real problem. It's not going to be this bad all season being, you know, next to last in this category. But defensively, and we knew this would be a big concern coming in in terms of being able to keep opponents in front of them when they target Nurkic in pick and rolls. And I'm not trying to like pick on Nurkic with these first two stats that we're throwing out there because it, it is but, a team but you thing. Are. <laughs> it is a team thing. But, you know, we saw in the first game, Chris Paul get the driving lane past Nurkic when he switched on to him late in the game twice for and one layups. We saw in the Lakers game, they closed out the Suns with three plays where they targeted Nurkic in the pick and roll in the fourth quarter. LeBron James got a layup out of all three of them. Like, this is one of the greatest players of all time, obviously, but it is something where teams are going to go back to that well as long as they can. Um, and so for me, I'm keeping an eye on what happens when the Suns bring Nurk up to the level of the screen because they have done that a little bit, and this is a guy that primarily plays in the drop, conceding jump shots, trying not to give guys driving lanes, but when he's up to the screen and he's known that that's the scheme that we're running on this set play, He's been okay, and the mm -hmm. Suns have done a lot of pre-rotating stuff mm -hmm. where they'll rotate guys over to tag his rolling big man and then scramble, trying to play the passing lanes, trying to anticipate where the ball might go next to kind of cover for Nurk while he's recovering. And on those plays, it's looked okay. There's still a lot of room to grow. It's a long season. They don't have Bradley Beal and Devin Booker out there, and, and I think we can all agree at this point Booker is a very engaged defender for the most part. So that'll help things. But these are the things that we want these guys to stay healthy so they can get as many reps as possible doing those yeah. because you don't build defensive trust and know-how overnight. It takes running these things as a group, learning from failure and getting better, communicating all that stuff to build that chemistry, and that just takes time. Right. This is one that is intriguing, Gerald, mm -hmm. because it goes back to the big three. The answer to this, from my perspective, is simply the big three. And and I, I'm going to explain why. I know a lot of people don't want to hear this because it sounds like that's not championship basketball. But in this era, the way the game is played, this team, some of their best defense is going to be their offense. Mm -hmm. Okay? And the reason why I think this goes back to the big three is real simple. When you have the big three, you're going to have leads. Mm -hmm. And, it, and teams are going to be less inclined to try to play the two-for-three game, mm -hmm. okay? They're going to be less inclined to try to go into the paint and take advantage of Nurkic when they're down 15 or 20. They're going to try to spread the ball a little bit and get back in the game shooting a three-ball. Mm -hmm. So organically, that number will drop once the Suns start playing better and they start to get some of these leads that they're built to do. So I that's why I say their offense is going to be their defense because they're going to put so much pressure offensively that teams are not going to be able to expose that flaw on the Suns as much as I think they should just because they're going to be out of basketball. I'm also... Does that make sense? No. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd also be interested in seeing where they rank if you take the two Spurs games against Wemby and a lot of that mm -hmm. points in the paint that he generated yeah. as well. Again, it's tough with seven games. Little things can skew it too, but I, <clears throat> I think you make an astute point when it comes to the way they're handling the pick and roll 
with him right now? And how does that change? How does Frank Vogel adjust? Because all we've heard is defensive genius, right? Which mm-hmm. means he's probably still trying to experiment and understand what he has and the best way to utilize everybody. Because it's one thing to see it on film with a guy. It's another thing to see it when when you're calling the shots. And it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts as well to put these guys in a better position. And it's important to note, too, that like despite how many points in the paint they're giving up, they're still ranked 10th in defensive rating right, right. now, despite the way that they you know gave up 120-some, 115 to the Spurs yeah. in back-to-back games. They're still a top-10 defense. So even with Nurk out there, the questions about whether he's playable down the stretch of close games, they've still been good on that end. Uh, the problem is when you play good teams in the playoffs, they're going to target your weaknesses yeah. more methodically. Yeah. And so that's when that'll become more yeah. of a concern. But it's good they're trying these different things, these pre-rotations. They're going to mix up the coverages between drop and playing up to the level, blitzing, that type of thing. So it's good that they're getting these reps now. And hopefully everybody gets healthy soon so they can get reps with the guys that are going to be out there more often. That's right. I mean, something we're seeing a lot of is the zone defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could talk all the trash y'all want about it's the making zone. making a comeback. <laughs> oh, talk been, all y'all want, man. Hey, hey, flex plays winning basketball. They, they've been scouting the YMCA's to come up with hey. defensive uh, strategies. I love it. I've been, I haven't watched a game so far where I haven't seen some variation of the zone defense from teams. I mean, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm also wondering at what point when we get a full deck of cards due to Suns, start dropping into our own little zone um, if Nurk is that much of a liability because that's going to help that. So it's a long season, but I, I'm with you. Uh, playoff time is when we got to worry about that. I don't mm-hmm. think the regular season is uh, it's going to be too much of an issue. Yeah, and I will say the pick-and-pop bigs, if teams have those, that's going to be a yeah. rough weapon, a rough matchup for the Suns just because a guy like Kristaps Porzingis, for example, or Brooke Lopez, like those are guys that could hurt you if yeah. they're hitting that night. Yeah. It's going to be some adjustment that we'll have to figure out. It's also an adjustment for Big Vernon, who sent us a super chat and said, bro, I forgot time doesn't go back in Arizona. LOL. <laughs> Glad you made it to the show. Uh, yeah, in case you are an out-of-towner who tunes into the program, don't forget, we don't play by them rules. 3 p.m. is 3 p.m. in Arizona all year around. So make sure you adjust for that so you can join us. Um, for all of our shows. Yeah, we uh, we don't play time zone here, all right? So, yeah. Uh, Keep <laughs> on, guys. I love you. <laughs> Keep on. I'm, I'm going to take so much crap for me. I got an impersonation for each and every one of y'all at some point, and I'm telling y'all I'm coming for y'all. <laughs> Again, I have not said a single thing on this program. I'm just letting you all know. It was what you did pregame, Lens. I no. didn't do anything. My, let me Tripping. say this. Larry wants to know who wins one-on-one to 21 flexor group. I'm taking flex. See, here Ooh. we go. I can say nice things about you. Okay, dudes. I got you. Right. I got that lockdown defense, man. You oh, man. You don't want none of that. Let's go. Yeah. I got let's, 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 okay. So you guys like can play one on one. We can watch Saul try to catch a punt like he said on the other show today. It'll be the lamest version of the Olympics we could come up with. There can I go. take winner of that one v one? Yeah, you got okay. it. Yeah, you got winning. Saul's in the car listening to fifty cent right now. He totally is. Um listen, I don't want to play any sports with you guys to get a W. I would just rather like 
put in a same game parlay or a pick of the week okay. on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So anybody got any good bets that are you think are gonna hit? Take the, in the sun. near future. Take the Suns tomorrow with a uh, you know if you can get the extended spread, I think it's double digits tomorrow. You do. If Beal's out there, the way the Bulls are playing, uh, they're a team uh, you know that has not looked great. They had a freaking players only meeting after game one. They did. Uh, I this this team will be energized by Bradley Beal if if he plays like it sounds like it. Uh, I, I'd hit that up. <laughs> Flex, you got any more? You you seem to be winning lots of money. These I'm days. I'm what, cooking what right. I, I, I'm cooking right now, but I'm gonna be honest. I've been cooking on the player props. Okay. Like, um, and and mo I'll, the problem with me is I got to come up with some specific ones. I've been hitting a lot throughout the league, like mixing different player props. Uh, so I'll cook something up, but I, tomorrow specifically, I definitely say I'd go KD plus 20 plus four assists, uh, son's money line. And, uh, I, I like, I like Zach Levine to score 20 tomorrow. So if, okay. if it's not son specific, I throw Zach Levine in there to score 20. All right. Well, you know, basketball is way more fun when you got a little bit of skin in the game. So get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use that promo code PHNX. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook again with that code PHNX. The crown is yours. You guys ready? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino. Resorts KS, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, LA, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's go. That was the best. Well that was your best I one. I didn't fumble a single no, no, word you didn't. on that. Oh, that that was your best one. And screw you, one. Ontario. Don't forget that. <laughs> that one was very good. Damn, again to the we have a Suns fan in Ontario, remember? Until we I, see I pre- two? Until we see <laughs> two? No, no. Just kidding. I'm sorry. I feel for him. They Ontario is excluding him from all the fun. Oh, yeah. Like, let him have some fun. Jeez. I, I, I love the people of Ontario, okay. but the government not allowing it. Just just, to, I'm against had, it. We just have to clarify for that one Suns fan that hit us up. I know. <laughs> Screw you, government of Ontario. Is that better? That's better. I don't even know if I'm yelling at Ontario, California, if Canada. I don't know, but all the Ontarios. <laughs> all of you. Lumped you in go. one box. Uh, if you're looking for a little fun, our friends over at Joe OGs know how to have fun. And right now they are hooking up all of you guys with a super bomb discount code. So right now you can get 25% off any OGs products at your neighborhood Zen Leaf location. From now until November 30th, when you place an order online and use our code PHNX. Now, this, if there's people in your life who you think would love OGs, now is a great time to stock up on some early Christmas gifts. Just check them right off your list. You get a nice little discount as well. So just head to zenleafdispensaries.com. Find your closest location. Order your favorite OGs gummies for pickup and enter discount code PHNX at checkout. This deal, again, exclusive for all of you guys. 
here at PHNX. And a reminder, it is only available for online and pickup orders. And the discount code PHNX is active until November 30th. So don't miss out. Take advantage of it. Did you say bomb? Did the I? Bomb deal. Uh, isn't that from when we were kids? Lindsay's throwing old people language into this. Talking Don't about the bomb. I'm just bomb trying to make sure that you guys understand uh-huh. what yes. I'm saying. Uh-huh. 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 You're welcome sure. for putting sure. it in a language you understand. Uh-huh. 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 shots. I'm, I'm going after everybody except Sweet Baby Angel uh, girl there. <laughs> you really think Gerald's the Sweet Baby yes, Angel? Gerald, Gerald cuts deep. <laughs> when Gerald, listen, when Gerald comes for your neck, it's like that it hits. It's hard. Uh, trust me. Never happened to me. That's why I <laughs> love it the has. Man. That's why you just forgot about it. Uh, David sent us a super chat. Thank you, David. Said Nurk will be fine when all is said and done. Shout out to Busy giving DA the business. DA wasn't that great at any of this either, in my opinion. Um, I don't really want to dive too deep into the DA comparison of Nurk because I don't think it's fair. But one of the biggest complaints about DeAndre Ayton was how consistent he was not, mm. how inconsistent he was. Mm. There um, we go. <laughs> well, because uh, I changed halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Um, how inconsistent he was and how much money he was getting paid. Yep. Nurk makes a heck of a lot less than DA does. And I don't think it's fair to compare them because if you want to compare them, then you have to compare Nurk to a number one max player, number one overall pick max player at this point. Yeah. Right. It's different expectations, like, yeah. but also just like in terms of the finishing DA, the numbers back that up. He was really good finishing. But we knew that he was. Re- well, you didn't know, but he was saying, like, I don't think that he. Oh, uh, does DA, any of that. Well. finished better. He, yeah. fin- he was a really good finisher, but there are understandable qualms about the defensive focus because when he was locked in. He did do those things, but the problem was he wasn't always locked in. DA statistically is a good finisher. Yes. And I think it's fair to say that there are there were plenty of situations where DA did not finish around the rim, where we thought he should have easily finished around the rim. Mm. And so no play is perfect. Right. Um, statistically, he's a better finisher. And he is a better I don't want I don't want to go there, but um, there was plenty of people, I'm sure, that were saying, why didn't D.A. dunk the ball enough? Why doesn't he finish at the rim better? Why does, you know, so I think there's a little selective amnesia. Let these guys play their games. D.A.'s in Portland, man. I'm tired of talking about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about Kevin Durant, because he is it. on this Phoenix Suns Yay. team. Uh, through seven games, KD is putting up 29.9 points per game, 6.6 rebounds, four assists, and 1.4 blocks per game on 52.1% shooting. And as Gerald mentioned in his article, 61.4% true shooting. Hmm. Now, the biggest concern with KD is how much of the load he's being asked to carry right now. Gerald, this was one of the stats you pointed out. Yeah, so he's got, right now, he's got a usage rate of 33.7%, which is very high uh, and would be a career high for him in his Hall of Fame 17 year career uh it's a lot that he's being asked to carry right now he's cracked 37 minutes in four of the seven games so far i think that it's real to like say age 35 kevin durant is still the kevin durant we know and love uh but the usage thing is something that's gonna have to come down and i think will come down once guys start getting healthy again yeah i i think the biggest question is for how long can he be that guy at this level or at the, in, in this usage and minutes and without his accompaniment of stars, we're going to hopefully see him 
not have to carry that load. And how how much does that change his, his game? It's going to be a lot freer flowing. He's not going to have to force things. He's not going to have to be, you know, the guy that is initiating offense as much and, and being a ball handler. And that should I think we'll still see really effective uh, games and performances like we're seeing, but at a much lesser lift, a much easier clip for him. So I'm really excited to see that because right now he has to do everything and it doesn't necessarily feel easy. Even though when you look at the stat line, you're like, wow, okay, this is MVP KD, but I I want to see that easier. And, and really, so we can feel like, damn, he went 11 to 12 tonight and and dropped, you know, 26 and, and looked fantastic because he doesn't have to do every little thing. Yeah, I mean, I think over six games, there's not too many people on planet Earth playing better than KD. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing I look at. I, I To simplify things with Kevin, it's real simple. Shots taken, shot attempts. Mm-hmm. That's that's really the number that uh, really truly defines Kevin Durant. The Laker game, he took 28 shots. Mm-hmm. For his career, he takes about 17. Right? That's 11 more shots than he's used to taking. And during this stretch, you're seeing him in the mid to high 20s in some games. And so that's the number that I'm more concerned with. Um, and I think when I start seeing 30-point games from KD on 17 shots, that's the Kevin we signed up for. And so that will happen once Book and Bill come back. But uh, until then, he's got to take a lot of shots, man. I mean, it's just a way to business right now. But I, I think he'll be okay. And that's something that he touched on, too. He told us, like, I'm not that guy. I don't want to be the guy taking 20-plus shots. That's never been really my game, but I will when I have to. Um, Right now, it it has felt like he had to for stretches especially. Um, And and SunsFan303 brought it up in the chat as well. We do have some shooters who have been hesitating a little bit on the perimeter. Yuta a couple of times, Grayson at times. As these guys start to get more and more comfortable with their new surroundings, their new teammates, hopefully they'll be letting it fly a little bit more. Um, you know, you'd have had that two-game stretch where he didn't shoot well. He played a lot better in the Pistons game. Same with Grayson. It was his first road game where he really looked good. So these are things to keep an eye on. Um, but having willing shooters help space the floor a lot better than what we've seen because it has been a process learning you know when to cut when to space where to space with kd and all the attention that he gets yeah well and i think when he doesn't have to carry the load like he did in like a last second shot like he took against the spurs didn't look like your your typical kd kind of shot because at that point he's exhausted right right in a game where he's not having to carry that load and you go to him for a final shot i think i think we have a different ending uh, there in, in that case in point. And like uh, our friend Dave King brought up yesterday, I think Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon are averaging like less than two points uh, combined in the fourth quarter. That changes dramatically when you have uh, mm-hmm. uh, Beal and Booker back, which means KD doesn't have to be that guy. Yeah. And that, right now he has to be that guy. There's no other choice. And there are two guys, though, who we could – maybe ask a little bit more of specifically on the road. Let's talk a little bit about Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon, their home versus road splits. We'll start with Grayson Allen at home. So Grayson Allen at home, you love to see it. Dynamite. Right? (laughs) 17.3 points per game, 58.6, a field goal percentage, uh, 63.23 point percentage. Like, 
not mad at this at all. None. Yeah. Come on, on down, guys. Grace and Allen. Flamethrower. However, <laughs> comma, Grace and Allen on the road, a little bit rough. Okay. A little bit rough. We're talking seven points per game, shooting 35.5% and then 29.3% from deep. Not Isn't that so typical great. though? It's so, Not but it's a much. little drastic it, it's, for, for right now. No, it's a little drastic because yeah, short sample size. But I mean, it that's is. that's typical. That's typical. Role right. players play better at home. It is, and and role players also play better when they're in the role that in they're the role they're supposed to be filling. Because right now Correct. they're both having to start. They're having to handle the ball. Being primary playmakers yeah. on offense, that's not going to be what the Suns ask of them yeah. um, unless they're sharing minutes off the bench together. And in that case, they will be staggered with at least one of the big three when they're doing that yeah. anyway. My thing is just like it's felt like at times on the road so far, and again, these are three, four game sample sizes we're talking about, it's felt like Grayson on the road has not been as involved. He's been kind of spacing. He's been more passive. He and the Suns need to find a way to get him better involved. The Pistons game was a step in the right direction in that regard. That was the first game where he, I think he reached double digits mm -hmm. in the scoring column on the road. So that's a positive start. That's kind of scary. His seven points per game could be a lot lower if not for that game. Right. Um, but it is one of those things where you want to see them more involved, especially during this stretch where, you know, books out. Maybe Beal is back for Wednesday. Maybe he's not. We'll see. Um, but they, they need to find a way to keep that offense moving and not devolve into kind of the KD ISO heavy stuff that we've seen. Cause that can wear on a player as well. That adds to his workload too. Yeah. Well, when, what we've seen this team's best when that ball's whipping around, mm -hmm. right? Offensively. But if, if guys are playing like this on the road and aren't confident enough, that slows things down because they get hesitant. They, all those things, but I get what you're saying that it is typical that a guy plays worse on the road than a role home player. And a role player, yeah. but it can't be what that is that? Drastic, what is that? Thirty four percent different in three, three point, point shooting. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, and I get it, small number, but still, that you got to close that gap to make things a little bit better. This is the type of number that, again, it shows a picture, small sample size. Mm -hmm. What's he? What's he for his career? Like that's that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Better you know, than for his career. Better than twenty nine percent. Now, now, if you tell me he's been in the league seven years and those numbers look like that for seven years, then yeah, we have a, a serious <laughs> problem with Grayson Allen home versus road. Mm -hmm. But um, I I'm almost gonna I bet anything right now that the numbers don't look anything like that for the career. Right. So it's one of those things where it's a short sample size plus uh, a lot of changes in the rotations. A lot of changes in roles, so it's looking a lot more drastic. And I go back to that Dallas series. You remember the Dallas series? Mm -hmm. I mean, them role guys at in Dallas were absolutely oh, yeah. insane. Right. Now they went, they finally broke out in Phoenix for game seven, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, I remember that series. It was like looking at two entirely different teams. They hit every damn shot at home and then came in the road and came back to earth. And that's typical of role players in the NBA. But I think you can flip it. But I, I do see what Gerald's saying. I'm not I'm not arguing Gerald's point at no. all. I don't want nobody to think that. I'm just saying it's very early. But I'm I sure. think you can flip it in reverse and look at it as a positive, right? Because yeah, sure. When you see that, but that likely won't play out. What mm -hmm. Gerald's saying here, I I think, and yeah. sorry to put words in your mouth, but no, no. that this is a positive because the, the chances that Grayson Allen shoots 29% yes. on the road from three yeah. are slim to none. So even though things have looked frustrating at times yeah. this year, 
that's the hope in this is that that this stat does yeah. not hold out long term. And looking at his numbers for the last two years, last year at home, yeah, it was about eleven points, forty six percent shooting, forty four from three. On the road, it was just under ten points, forty one percent shooting, thirty five percent from three. So there was a dip there, but the season before, he was actually slightly better on the road. So it's one of those things where. So you're Small, saying there's a chance. I'm telling you there's a chance Grayson <laughs> Allen's going to be a lot better than the 35% shooter that he's been on the road so far. Yeah. And then Eric Gordon, uh, similar from an efficiency standpoint. So Eric Gordon at home, 16 points per game, shooting 60.6% from the field, 44.4% from deep. And then Eric Gordon on the road, 14.8 <laughs> points per game, shooting 39.3% from the field and 30.8% huh. from deep. So efficiency-wise, dropped a little bit there for Eric yeah. Gordon. They've been lights out at home. They've been rough on the road. But again, last year, Eric Gordon, pretty similar shooting splits. He actually averaged more points on the road. Uh, Three-point percentage dipped quite a bit, about eight points from home to road. But Again, these are guys that are being year. asked. Yeah, these are guys that are being asked to do more than what they should be expected to do, yeah. and have actually done really well. If you look at their overall yeah. numbers between the two, we don't want to make it seem like they've been terrible or anything like that. Because Grayson, I think scoring, field goal percentage, and three point percentage so far would be career highs if they held up. So these guys, and Gordon's a veteran; he knows. Yeah. Like the Pistons game, we saw him putting his head down driving driving because the pistons couldn't stop him so he knows what he needs to do uh grayson allen starter for one of the best teams in basketball the last two years these guys are going to be just fine yeah yeah there's room to grow yeah progress to be made Mm -hmm. this is this is why like i keep saying the 20 games is my thing right like because it's such a small sample size right now Mm -hmm. um how many road games have we had four four yep so yeah four four road games seven total Seven total. <laughs> right. When we get to 20 and it's like a, more of an equal balance, then you these things are really going to hold up. But, uh, yeah, I, I I just believe in both these guys a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they just, you said it yourself, 70 games for the best team in basketball. He started last year. Played, yep. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this is a guy that knows how to get it done. He's been around the block a couple times. And uh, whatever this is looking like, it'll clear up. Flex, you know what I believe in? Yeah, go ahead. Talk to me. Queso, burritos, tacos, nachos. And now everything else that Illegal Pete's has on their menu, uh-huh. I fully believe in it. Illegal Pete's is fantastic, <clears throat> and it's your go-to spot this fall. It's patio season. It's officially here, you guys. We can sit outside <laughs> and have an ice-cold margarita or a delightful beer. Uh, happy hour happens every single day at Illegal Pete's from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. at all 12 locations, which is super awesome. And Illegal Pete's. It's just the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer, and it has been for 28 years, so make sure you check them out. And at my age, you need the happy hour because dinner's at 4 p.m., right. so you exactly. get that food. So it, And this starts at 3, so uh, yeah. it's literally perfect. It's, it's perfect. built for you, yeah, I know it is. God, so great to be <laughs> you right now. Um, you should also join Circle K's Inner Circle because you get even more perks when you join Circle K's Inner Circle. It's a brand-new free membership program. You save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You also get every six free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and so much more. So join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. I have a follow-up question. Yes. What is an app? 
I'll show you on your phone. I'll, I'll what help is, you. What is a phone? No, I'll help you. All right, I'll thank you. you. Um, okay, guys. Uh, the in-season tournament is just around the corner. Games have already begun. The Suns will play their first one on Friday for as far as like what counts towards the in-season tournament, mm -hmm. which means Friday is going to be fun for a variety of reasons. We get the El Valle jerseys for the first time. We get the El Valle in-season court for the first time. And this game counts for a little something extra. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, how are you guys feeling as a whole? I don't think we've really talked a ton about the in-season tournament since the off-season when it first like became a thing. How are you guys feeling so far now that you've got more information? Things have already kind of started. You're seeing the courts in action. Where are you guys at? I mean, if I never have to see the indie court again, I'll be uh, happy with that. But <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm excited by that. Irrationally excited about this because I get it. Look, it's a, it's an in season tournament. It doesn't mean a lot right now. But the meaning comes eventually when people start to really enjoy this. L younger players come up through the system and see, hey, this is part of what it means to be an NBA player if they keep it that long. Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. And when you get to Vegas, the Final Four in Vegas, I think that's when everything is going to change in people's minds because they'll be like, oh, this is interesting and it's and it's exciting. Uh, and it's different. And mm -hmm. I know they're trying to do that with the courts, and I like that because then you visually can tell when a tournament game's going on. But, look, the average American fan isn't really into group play. They don't – that's a soccer thing. It's an Olympic thing. You kind of put up with it every four years when you're watching USA basketball. I think this is a, an educational thing. Yeah. And eventually, once people catch up, I think they're going to like it more. I like it, man. I like it. I think it's been fun. I think the courts have been cool. I think the, the, the fans are getting excited. Here's what I will say. I think it means less for teams like us, mm. like championship contenders.